This week, Music Biz Weekly podcast. This is a good one. This is real world experience from Jay and myself. We talk about professionalism, yeah. following through on your commitments, specifically related to interviews. Absolutely. And we follow and and we discuss building your network, why it's important to not just meet somebody, but document that you met them and who yeah. they are and where they're from and their contact information and yeah. their birthday, all that important information. So you can build a network to help you the next time you tour for your next release. Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this new music business. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Every month, thousands of musicians and industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship opportunities. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. This is Michael Branvold, and of course, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How you doing today, Jay? I'm fired up, Mike. How are you oh, doing? Oh, we are both fired up because you know what? We're going to use some, some real-world experiences that yes. both Jay and I have been dealing with for years in this week's episode. Um, but before we get into that, just a real quick shout out. Of course, thank you so much to Bruce, Hypebot, Bands in Town, and of course, the absolutely new, cool, amazing artist community that Bands in Town has, which this podcast, Jay and I are an active yeah. part of. Check it out. Just head over to Bands in Town dot music biz weekly podcast dot com that's a quick short simple url take you right into the artist community where you can either log in if you got an account or you can sign up if you're a new listener um, we're sharing the episodes there we're posting other information there we're getting into conversations with people it's just a great community hosted by bands in town with other musicians other people from the music industry um, and, and, and of course, outside of our little space there for the Music Biz Weekly podcast, they've got other spaces to talk about other stuff. So you definitely should just become a part of this. So head over to, once again, bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Yep. And of course, I want to make special mention to our uh, sponsors who supported us month after month after month. Thank you to Banzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Banzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Banzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including hosting and a custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, social media integrations. Anybody get the feeling that Banzoogle.com gives you literally everything you need for a website? Yeah. Everything. 
And of course, they've got amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So we put together a great offer for all the Music Biz Weekly listeners. Head over to bandzoogle.com, sign up, try it for free for 30 days. And when you register, use the promo code. This is all one word now, Music Biz Weekly, all one word. And with that promo code, you are going to save 15% off the first year of any subscription. And of course, discmakers.com. Thank you so much for your continued support. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small at selling products like CD, vinyl, t-shirts, online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we got a great offer from DiscMakers.com for all the Music Biz Weekly listeners out there. Head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. Um, so, Jay, this week, like I said, we're kind of going back to, we're sharing our experiences this week. You know, learn from other people's successes, <laughs> failures, whatever you might want to call it, but Jay, you and I have been doing this for many, many years, and we've yes, seen sir. a lot of good and a lot of bad. Yeah. And and the first, so there's going to be two topics here. And the first one is coming off of experiences that Jay and I have with the podcast itself. So, you know, this podcast has been around for over 10 years. We have a lot of special guests. We have shows where it's just us talking. Um, but a lot of the special guests... I, I shouldn't say a lot. They are either we reach out and bring them in on our own, or we've got publicists representing a guest who says, hey, this person would love to be on the show. And we go all through the back and forth and, okay, let's set the date and you can come on the show. Think now as you're sitting here going, think of all of this. That guest on our podcast is you, the artist, doing an interview with some radio station, some website, some magazine, magazine yeah. something out there. Somebody who said, yeah, we want to give you some of our time to help promote what you're doing. Um, I can't tell you how important it is for you as an artist to follow through with your commitments to interviews. And we're not going to single out anybody here, but if you've listened to us, you know, we'll say, oh, hey, we just had an inner a guest dropout or we've had to reschedule something or right. whatever. <clears throat> and, you know, Jay and I, for the last, I don't know, a couple months have been, you know, banging our heads and frustrated dealing with some of this. And <laughs> today we're finally said, all right, let's let's use this as a learning example. So, yeah, yeah. you commit, you've got a publicist or even do this on your own and you get an interview confirmed. And I don't care who the interview is, big, small, whatever it is, you've confirmed an interview, you show up for your interview. You show up. You yeah. show up 
And yeah. first, when you confirm that interview, put it in your calendar. There is absolutely no excuse for you to forget about an interview. Right, right. And listen, sometimes life gets in the way. There's a tragedy, there's a death in the family, whatever it is, things happen. But typically, if you give 24-hour notice to someone and say, hey, look, you know, this thing came up. I can't make it, but let's reschedule. You'll keep that relationship strong. You know, but to if that you just point, blow to that, something off. To that point, Jay, we've had guests who literally 30 minutes before a, a show have said, hey, something came up. Can we reschedule? No problem. The whole point, at least for me, is if you give me, if you reach out and let me know, I will work with you. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it comes down to. But, but to your point, if you, about, give, if you give 24 yeah. hours notice, that's fine. And, you know, we and I shouldn't say everybody does this because I do I do PR for other artists as well. And some places will email me back saying I'm confirming so and so's interview. Um, we do that. Any yes. guest, we send out an email 24 hours in advance saying, hey, just confirming tomorrow. Yep, you good. Uh, you good. Here's the link. And 99% of the time we're confirmed. Thank you so much. Looking forward to it. See you tomorrow. There's yeah. a few cases where we have people who it just goes nowhere. They don't, they don't acknowledge a confirmation of an interview they committed to. Right. And I think the problem is something you just touched on. We've had a couple of instances where they didn't put it in their calendar, put it in your calendar. Don't, don't expect you're going to remember because you and I are booking shows literally months in advance in yeah. a lot of cases. I, I will give you an example. Today, April 21st, we are next available openings for guests are in July. Yeah. So we've held and committed spaces for, for people. And right. a media outlet is the same way. That interviewer only has so many hours of the day around their day job, their family, their kids, whatever. They've given you half hour, hour of their time. Right. So if you can't do it, let them know, because guess what? And I, I will say this right now. There's people lining up who want to take that spot. Right. And because we got kind of this no notice thing, we could have grabbed somebody else that really wanted to be on to talk about something interesting for our listeners. But now, you know, since it comes so late, we don't have time to do that. And you and I don't have any problem doing a show, just you and me. We do that all the time. And frankly, it's some of our favorite shows. Yeah, we, we love these kinds of shows. But it, you, you don't just not show up to something because then you've kind of burnt a bridge. And I think that's true with artists when they're touring and they're visiting a radio station or they've got an interview, a Zoom interview with someone. Even if it's a small, uh, let's say a college paper or something, it doesn't matter. If you commit to something, you fulfill that. And if you can't, for some other reason, Give as much notice as you can. And like Mike said, even if it's last minute thing, something comes up, that's okay. Life happens. Reach out, tell them, look, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to make this, but can we reschedule this thing? Then at least there's some goodwill there. But to just go dark and just ignore it, this, this one uh, artist that we're talking about, it's like strike three. It's, it's, it's not going to happen again. Well, yeah. And, and to that point, so you brought up burning bridges, and this is a great segue off of last week's episode with Justin Warfield, where he, he basically talked about you don't burn bridges. Um, a lot of times, one strike and you're out in this industry. 
A lot of times that's true. You, you, you burn somebody once and they're, they're, they just move on because guess what? Again, as I said, there's a lot of other people that are eagerly waiting to take that opportunity. So two, two opportunities, three opportunities, count yourself pretty lucky that you're getting another shot at it. So if you ghost somebody, don't show up, whatever it is, and you might say to her, oh, yeah, burning bridges, it's no big deal. I, I'll tell you firsthand, this is, you know, Jay and I have conversations after the fact when a guest does something like this. We're like, nope, they're done. Yep. Nope, no more opportunities. I don't care who they are. I don't care how cool it is that they got something to talk about, what it is. No more opportunities. Yeah. So you as an artist need to re- keep that in mind as well. You you might sit here and go, oh, it's just some little blog that's got 10 people who read it. It's no big deal if I do a no show. Um, yeah, except that little blog will never talk to you again. Right. And that little blog run by somebody, that person next year might be working for Pitchfork. Pitchfork, Rolling Stone. Uh, you name it, your big local media outlet. People move up a ladder in their career and they're going to remember, oh, you want to now have a major feature. Yeah, I remember when you left me hanging on the phone for right. 30 minutes and never told me anything. So and some of no. these smaller outlets are tastemakers. Some of them are very influential, even though they don't have super large audiences. It's about quality over quantity. And I think the bottom line is, just don't do it in any aspect of your business. Don't, this is a relationship driven business and you need to keep those relationships strong and you just don't have the capital to burn anyone. Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, if you make a commitment to an interview an appearance, you show up. And if you can't show up, you let people know as early as possible but just let them know it goes along. You'll get the second chance if 10 minutes beforehand you go, oh, my God, you know, something happened. I got to go pick my daughter up at school, blah, blah, blah. OK, we got it. We understand that. Let's reschedule. And Jay and I have done that many Absolutely. times. Mm-hmm. We have rescheduled artists. I've had clients who have had either something like this happen where I've reached out to the media outlet and rescheduled or the media outlet comes to me and says, Hey, I need to move the interview because something happened in my life, which Jay, you and I have actually done that too. We've had guests where we're like, uh, Hey, we hate to do this, but something came up. Jay's got this, Mike's doing this. It happens. We reschedule. Not often, but it happens. It happens. But if you do that, you'll get the benefit of the doubt. You will get a reschedule. You'll make it happen. Don't burn that bridge because it is so incredibly unprofessional. And again, I'm going to sit here and say it doesn't matter who the media outlet is. I don't care how small they are. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how many listeners, how few. Doesn't matter. You treat them all like they are extremely important because they are interested in talking to you. They're interested in letting you do some promotion for something that's important to you. And they're giving you their time to allow you to do this. So have a little respect for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're using their platform and that can benefit you in so many different ways. You don't know who's reading, who's listening, 
It could be a, a booking agent that gets you on that festival you want to be on. It could be another, you know, outlet that wants to know your story and about your narrative. These things tend to grow. It's like an audience growth thing. You know, the more impressions you get, the more that you try to get out there in front of people. So to Mike's point, it doesn't matter if it's 5,000 people and not 50,000 people. Um, there could be somebody very important there. And, and frankly, you just, as a matter of business, as a course of business, you just don't want to be that person that has a reputation for blowing things off. For being the no-show. Yeah. The no-show. Yep. You it's don't a, it's want a small that. business and word gets around fast. Yep. yep. So um, item number two was something that, Jay, you brought up as we were chatting this morning, like, okay, we got we to gotta come up with some topics to talk about because we had a no-show. Um, in, update us. What, 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 what were you talking about here? Well, uh, and you can guide me if, if, if I go astray, but we, we were talking about, you know, the importance in this industry of, you know, having really good relationships and using your, your street team, you know, using your friends, family, boyfriend, girlfriend, and starting from the very beginning. But one of the things we talked about was how a, a few artists that I'm working with are doing something really smart. They're, they're keeping a spreadsheet and like a Google doc, you know, spreadsheet that, that's shareable. And as they tour, for example, um, when they meet the club owner, um, when they meet the local radio station, when they meet whoever, the opening act, they're capturing everybody's name, email address, birthday, what their dog's name is, what, you know, all of that. As com much as com they can. Comments about the meeting. Hey, yes. it went great. Or, hey, it was terrible or what, yeah, whatever. This, this person is really a great photographer. We want, might want to work with them, whatever it is. And over time, these spreadsheets get pretty big and you can sort them by, oh, who's that video editor we wanted to use or that photographer or we're rolling into Memphis pretty soon. That club, you know, how can we promote this show? Oh, yeah, that club owner, that's Joe. And, you know, and these relationships are so important. And by having that network and staying in touch with that network, it can mean the difference between being a successful artist and not because it's such a relationship driven business. It, it, it is. And, and as you brought that up, I extended that to, and, and then you kind of uh, jumped on it as well of, you know, you got to keep a list of all of the going back to interviews, who have you done interviews with in the past? Who gave you a great article, a great interview, a great review, who who shared your press release? Did you get a good poll quote that you did? Could you get use a great things? quote, poll quote, you know, and for those who don't know, poll quote is literally like one sentence, half a sentence out of an entire review or an interview. That's the 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 meat and potatoes of the whole thing where it's like this is the best band in the world. Poll These guys quote. kill it live. These guys kill it, whatever it is keeping a list of all these people in the past who have worked with you, supported you, done great things for you and what they've said about you. So on your next release, because I do this all the time, I ask clients, although most of them don't have this, do you have a list of great pull quotes from your last albums? So we can use those quotes in the first press release because you may not have 
reviews of your new album because it's not out yet. So let's throw a great quote from your last album. About That's you as bit, an artist, a, a whatever. Bit vague. It's not yeah. specific to a song title or anything like that, but it just says, boy, these guys know how to record a killer rock album. Yeah. Boom. Great quote. It can be used anytime for any purpose. So we can put that in your new press release. Um, I also want to make sure that I send your new press release to anybody who has given you love in the past. Yeah. Who is that? Now, they may already right. be on my list, but I don't know that. Yeah. You're the one that can come back and say, here's 12 websites that loved us in the past. Hopefully you've got their email addresses and I can just put them into the same media blast and make sure they get it. If not, I'll go to those websites and find contact information. And, but the point is you want to go back to the people who you don't have to sell. Yeah. You yeah. know, so keep, keep that. That's why it's so important to have these older contacts that, you know, because you're spending so much time trying to sell somebody who's never heard of you, never known about you on why you're great. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and Mike, it's, it's, it's easier if you can go to somebody who says, Oh yeah. I remember your last album. I loved it. I'd be happy to so, do this. So important. And Mike, you've had a lot of experience with um, venues and I think it's so important. Number one, that when you're touring or whether you're playing regionally, that there's a collaboration with that venue, that you're driving traffic. A lot of great venues, and you and I talk about this, a lot of great venues have like a little package, meaning like a, a sheet that says, if you're playing my club, here are some publicists you can talk yeah, to locally. Here's our here's local, local media radio. Exactly. And here's some ways, like we'll promote you on our website and here's some banners. You can promote us on yours. And that collaboration is so important, but it ties back into what we're talking about. If you develop a relationship with those venues, and I've heard venue owners say this, maybe you didn't fill up the venue. Maybe you didn't yep. perform like you wanted to, but because you tried to drive traffic and you kept in touch with them, they're going to bring you back because they like working with good people. And I can't stress enough how important that is. Well, and, and I will add to the other side of that, as we know, there's going to be a lot of venues that you're going to play over your career where you get done with that show and leave and go, oh my God, that was the worst experience ever. The venue owner tried to stiff us. The production crew didn't know what was going on. We found out they never marketed the show. You need to note that as well so you don't go back and play that. Why do you want to go back and fight something that's going to be a failure? So you can go right. find a different venue, a different promoter in that region and work with them instead. Right. You've got to build these lists of people through your career. Yeah. And you're right, Jay, you know, a simple Google Docs shared spreadsheet that anybody in the band can access and just add a note, add a line. And then maybe once a month, somebody goes through and cleans it up and clarifies what this meant and sorts it up. But that is so helpful in so many aspects of your career. Yeah. moving forward. Yeah. And I would even add to that, that you and I are talking about things like when you're touring, you know, when you're going to a radio station or when you're talking to somebody in the press, but it goes so far beyond that. If you work with a good video editor yeah. um, that you like to chop up your videos for reels or whatever, keep that information. If you work with someone who's a, you mentioned, you know, booking, 
booking agents, you know, they can make or break uh, a good run, a good tour. There's so many areas within the business. Like, have you worked with a publicist that you really liked, you know, capture that information, keep in touch with these people and build on those relationships. It's really, really important. It, it, it can help jumpstart a tour. It can help jumpstart uh, your next release. You know, sadly, the vast majority of artists I work with don't come with this information, but it would so incredibly help a release if I knew exactly where to go to get all of the excitement right away. Instead of we're starting from square one again, because nobody knows about you. Yeah. And you know, if you build this over your career, over the years, release after release after release, sure, maybe stuff from 10 years ago isn't pertinent anymore because the outlet's gone, the venue's closed, the person's, doesn't matter. You've got all of this material that you can go back to yeah. and reference. And, yeah. Yeah. and, you know, when you brought it up, Jay, and said, you've got a couple artists doing it successfully, I was just like, man, I literally ask every client to provide that information Yeah. on the off chance. Somebody has it. And, you know, and I'm not expecting somebody to come here and turn over, you know, 500 contacts. Man, if you got three, three is better than nothing. You got three media outlets that interviewed you a year ago and loved you. Great. You know where we start with the new release? Those three outlets, because I don't have to sell them on you. They already love you. Yeah. And you mentioned something earlier that I think is so important. And that is there's a side benefit that we're not really talking about a lot here. And that is you're working with one of these, let's say one of these outlets that interviewed you. You got a nice pull quote from you're keeping in touch with them. That writer or that editor they're not going to stay there forever. Eventually they may move on to Pitchfork or Rolling Stone. They may move on to booking a festival. It's people are transient that way. And some of my best relationships started where I worked with somebody at one level and now they're running a company somewhere. And so these relationships, again, I was told early on when I worked at at Universal, this business is about relationships and follow through. That's all it is. If you have those two things, you will succeed. Do what you say you're going to do, which we talked about in the first part of this podcast. And then secondarily, nurture and develop those relationships um, because what do they say? Your network is your net worth. I mean, it's so important that you have a good network, good relationships. Keep, keep keep those contacts. Uh, You know, everybody is on some form of a smartphone or a laptop or a tablet. They all come with some form of a simple address book put every contact in there that you get and you know granted you if you really get adventurous you can expand that contact address book into a little bit of a uh, a crm which gives you a little more detail and and you can start grouping contacts together but if nothing else just put all these contacts into an address book the other, the other frustrating thing is I, I get so many clients who are like, oh, yeah, I, I do have them. But it was it was a Gmail address that I got in an email five years ago. I'd have to go search through my emails to find this. Yeah. No gone. It's, it's gone. I mean, if nothing else, sort, you know, and th- this might be kind of 
crazy thought for a lot of people, set up folders and sort and file your emails efficiently in, yeah. in, in your email app. Yeah. You know, this is email you know related I, to booking. Exactly. This is email related to, to interviews. This is an email related to pro, audio production, right. video, whatever, sort them that way. Yeah, so when I, it comes time to find that contact from five years ago, you go, well, at least I can start in the audio production folder. Sure. And sure. sort and, through those. And, and I would highly recommend that you put it into a, a spreadsheet. And the reason for that is what I'm finding with my clients is the field that they use the most is that geo, you know, like what state, what city, because yep. you may be going in, I'll just make something up. You may be going into Nashville to play a show. Well, who are all your contacts in Nashville? What outlets did you talk to there? What radio stations, you know, Record all stores. the different like record stores, the, the venues. Um, and you know, that, that town there's engineers and producers and writers and whoever you're dealing with creative people, photographers, while you're in town, that sort of thing. And if you can sort it by geo, um, that's super useful. And, and, you know, and sometimes it can be, if you've got a lot of detail in there, it can be very helpful on a tour. If you run into an issue like, Oh, okay. We're pulling into Nashville crap. Where's a great store that can fix my broken guitar immediately. Good point. Right. Where, where's, um, good restaurants that are open after 3 a.m. What's a yeah. cheap hotel? What, where can we get van repairs? Yeah. The rental companies, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Now, granted, yes, you can just jump on Google and Google it. But if you know, because you've been there before, yeah, it goes a long way because you can call up the guy at the rental counter and go, hey, you remember us from last year? We came through, rented a van for me. Well, we need another one because this one. Oh, hey, yeah, I'll take care of you, you know. The, they they will be more likely to go a little extra mile for yeah. you yeah because they've you know already I, worked with that's you. right and you know what a couple of of artists that i work with do that i think is absolutely adorable is they also capture everybody's birthday and the reason for that and they don't do it every year for everybody but they pick and choose their their the ones that they do but they'll actually when they're on the road they'll all sing happy birthday to that particular writer or club owner just the birthday song. And I'm telling you, when you receive something like that from an artist, you don't, you don't forget that. It kind of solidifies that relationship. I'd also add that, you know, if, they're, if these are all business-related contacts, reach out to them and connect on LinkedIn. Yeah. Fa you know, you might want to do it on Facebook, but Facebook is not business-focused. No. Facebook is fun, family, having a good time. LinkedIn is all business. And if you know that you can connect with all of these people you've done business with, and I can guarantee you the vast majority of them are going to be on LinkedIn. Now you've sort of got a nice little directory of these people yeah, as your LinkedIn profile as well. Yeah. I would also look at the equipment that you use on stage. You know, if you happen to, you know, uh, endorse or at least use a certain instrument brand for your drums, your guitars, your amps, whatever, make contacts with those companies, make contacts with those local reps and get to know them. I've seen so many artists who not only do they get support, like I had one artist who's um, their in-ears um, they had issues with, and that person drove across the state and came in with all new in-ears uh, for them. Those kinds of things is it's, 
those relationships are so important. You need to keep all of these together and in, in one place so you can easily access them. Yep. This is this is how you move from a brand new local band to something that's national because you've got contacts and you've got a reputation and you're professional. Absolutely. Build the network and be professional when you deal with and commit to things within that network. Yep. Yep. And keep connecting with that network. Don't just forget about them and keep them on a spreadsheet. Wish them a happy birthday. If you're coming into their town, invite them out to the show. Um, keep that connection alive. Maybe you send them early music, you know, on your new release. Um, that network is so important. Yep. Yep. Um, so what I would like to suggest for a little homework related to this week's show, um, how do you deal with building that list of network contacts, pull quotes, important information from people who've supported you in the past? What do you do? Do you use, I don't know, Word document? Do you use Evernote? Do you use Google Sheets? Do you have a CRM software? Yeah. Share with us what you use so we can let other artists know what works. And more importantly, head over to our artist community on Bands in Town and comment and share this information. So again, head over to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com and give us your answers. How do you deal with this stuff? Um, have you had experiences with canceling or missing interviews? I mean, maybe you want to share that bad experience so somebody else can understand it can really happen. Share what happens when you reach out and tell somebody in advance, I need to reschedule it. Did it work out fine for you? Because we're telling you this from our literal firsthand personal experience. So we're experiencing this. I know others out there are. And I want to know other artists that are experiencing yeah. it. I'm sure publicists experience this all the time. Yeah, I'm sure they got lots of great stories. They've got great stories of, you know, we can't reveal the names, but let me tell you the one time so-and-so blew somebody off and this is what happened. Took us 10 years before we could get back into that magazine. Yeah. yeah. And seriously, that can happen. You piss off the wrong person and you can be blacklisted. So head over to bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Share your experiences with building your network and dealing with interviews and follow up and follow through and advance notice and comp all that goes along with interviews, because it's not just a matter of picking up the phone and calling somebody there's scheduling, there's time commitments. Yeah. And there's relationships. There's relationships there. So we'd love to read, see what you have. If you've got questions, let us know. Absolutely. I mean, Jay, Jay and I have been dealing with artists and this on our own for many, many years. Yep. We got lots of tips and tricks that we use as well, software that we use. So um, let's get a discussion started over on the Bands in Town Artist community. Um, so before we wrap up, just one more shout out. Thank you to Bruce at Hypebot, Bands in Town, and of course to our sponsors, bandzoogle.com and discmakers.com. We appreciate everything all sure of you do. do to support this show every week. And uh, that's it. We'll see everybody next week. Visit musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. 
Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Visit DiscMakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping up to a $150 value. Voices for Music Biz Weekly provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's 